Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father Almighty God, we come before you tonight. We ask, O oh Lord, that as we come, we ask that you guide us. We ask that, Father Almighty God, you make your word clear. You open the treasury of your word tonight. Father, change us. Strengthen us. Help us. Lead us. And Father Almighty God, let us have fun as we learn all about you, all about ourselves, and all about others. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Guys, okay, it's great to see you all. Um, thank you very much for coming. So what we're going to do this evening, um, we have a two-pronged approach. For the last two weeks, we've run the Bible study pretty much up to the end of the time. And what that means is um, you haven't had a chance to ask your questions. And so what I want to do this week is if there are any questions that you have, please put them into the chat. And we'll run this evening across those questions. Um, hopefully that you, you've all got the, your notes. Hopefully you've enjoyed them going through them. And so any questions that you have that you didn't feel or anything that you need clarify, if you have those, put them into the chat for the next um, 15 or so minutes. And then we'll pick it up from there. If there are none, then we will drive on to a new topic tonight. Um, and it should be fun. Okay, but if you can put your questions in the chat, that will be wonderful. Okay, let us begin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, okay. And so I hope everybody got both of the emails that we sent out last week. Hope you got all the study notes. Um, hope you enjoyed them. And so if you have any um, questions, please put them into the chat. If there's anything that you would like clarified please go ahead and pop them into the chat then we'll go from there um otherwise we will literally we'll start a new topic this, today so i'll give you a few minutes for that um well one or two minutes for that and then we'll we'll drive on from there okay all right, okay, I'll assume that we are all good. Okay, fantastic, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, unless something happens in the next two or three minutes, I'm gonna go on to a new topic, just to make sure that we're all good. All right, all right. So, at the end of, um, one of the things that I found out, and this is what I would like to do today. Okay. I know what's gonna happen. The, the questions are gonna start flooding in in seconds, but that's okay. Um, what we'll, we'll do today then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll skip forward from resilience and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a look, we're going to change subjects. And, and when I say change subjects, what we want to do is I want to show you how to use pre-prepared resources. So, and this, this was triggered at the end of, um, last week's session, 
the list I sent out, um, I found it um, to the back of one of my Bibles and I've got it in front of me here. Um, the, list I, the list I sent out, um, we're going to use that. I'm going to use that and to explain. So we're going to be looking for the next three weeks at the subject of healing. Now, we're going to be looking at it in a very unique way. We're going to look at it through the miracles of Jesus. And that is um, that is key for us. And so what I want to, you to learn, what I want to teach also is one of the ways that I study the Bible or one of the ways that I've learned to study the Bible is to use pre-prepared things, things that you get in Bibles, things that you'll find alongside. If you look at the U version, apart from just reading the Bible, there's a whole range of stuff you can go into. There are Bible reading plans. There are subject Bible reading plans. There are subject-based studies. You can listen to the word um, on audio or stuff like that. But I really would love you to, I'd love to show you how valuable they can be. And so what we're going to do for the next um, three weeks, looking at the subject of healing, we're going to use the miracles of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as our foundation. That will also give us an option to spend a little bit of time in the New Testament, and that will be fun. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing we'll do is, so on that list, now, if you haven't got that email, we'll make it available again tonight. Or if you haven't got those, those images, I'll make it available to you. But the list that you find there is the miracles of our Lord. And in the miracles of our Lord, and one of the first things I wanted to mention is in the miracles of our Lord, what you find. And so I'm using a list. And so that's the list I sent to you at the end of last week. Um, and so what it's got there is all the miracles of Jesus. And when you look at things that are collated like that, things that you may never have noticed have a tendency to jump out at you. And this is what I found. And so the first thing I noticed, just looking at the list, um, I, I actually, <laughs> I sat down and I counted and there are 33 listed miracles. Th out of 33 of the listed miracles, 23 refer to Jesus healing somebody. And that's one of the beautiful things about using those studies because it drives a point home. So if two thirds of the miracles that Jesus performed on earth were healing, then healing is a subject that is worth our study. And the reality is healing is ours. God wants to heal us. And after, and I will be very honest in the year that we've had and in the next six months that we're going into, the, having a clear-cut understanding of the fact that God heals and the fact that God wants you healthy is a great understanding to get. And that's where we're going today. And so on that list, we'll start our Bible reading. And I, I have a couple of other fun things to talk about, but I'll talk about those maybe later on. But let's dive into it. So let's dive into it. So the first um, so what we'll do each week, we'll pick four or five and, and they'll point to what we want to. The first thing is, if you can turn in your Bibles, 
to Matthew chapter four. And so our study, so these are, we'll, we'll use different chunks. So this is where we start, Matthew chapter four. Now, Matthew chapter four, we're going to read from verse 23. Let me pull up, I've got my Bible here somewhere. There we go. Yes, let's pop that over here. So Matthew 20, Matthew 4, and I'm going to go to verse, verses 23 to 24 are my context. Um, and I'm going to read from, yes, Matthew 4, 23, and I'm going to read to, I'll read to 25. I will read it, ladies and gentlemen, in the Bible in basic English. And this will be the first place we'll go. And so Matthew 4, 23 to 25. And the Bible says the following. And Jesus went about in all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and making well those who were ill with any disease among the people. And news of him went out throughout Syria and they took to him all who were ill with different diseases and pains, those having evil spirits and those who were off their heads and those who had no power of moving, and he made them well. And the Bible says, verse 25, and there went after him a great, went after him great numbers from Galilee and Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from the other side of Jordan. So that's the that's the scripture in the Bible in basic English. So it's it's clear. Now, what I will do um, as part of our study today, I'm going to turn to the King James Version of the Bible because we'll be breaking down some of the words there. And the Bible says the following, same sets of scriptures. So we'll read them in a simple version first and we'll look at them in, in the King James Version as well. And the Bible says the following, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people, those who were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those who were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy. And then the Bible says this, and he healed them. Matthew 4, verse 25, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem, from Judea and from beyond Jordan. And so ladies and gentlemen, the first thing we see, this is the first, um, this is the first miracle listed that Jesus begins to heal. It's a very wide one, so we'll have a look at it. And the first thing, um, the first thing we'll do, um, we'll take our declaration in about fifteen seconds. So let's we'll do that. So let's go to Second Corinthians. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's take our declaration. Oh Lord, we are your people, called by your name. We humble ourselves. And pray. We seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. 
forgive our sin and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. So you can pop that, um, pop a few amens into the chat and sort of we'll go from there. Amen. Amen. And so let's go back to Ma Matthew chapter 4, 23 to 24. And the Bible says, so this is where we get to. So Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the Bible says, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy. And the Bible says, and he healed them. So what we'll do is we'll read through the three or four instances we're going to look at today. So. Please turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. And so if you, I'll put them in the chat so you can keep track. Um, Matthew 4, 23 to 24. And now we're going to Matthew 8. And we're going to go to verse 1. We're only going to do four or five instances so that we're, um, so that we're clear. Now, the, the healing of the leper is found in three places in Scripture. So you have Matthew 8, verse 1, um, Mark 1, 40, and Luke 5, 12. Okay, I'll read Matthew 8, verse 1. Let me get there. Matthew 8, verse 1. And the Bible says the following. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible first. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See that thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Let me read that in a simpler version, and then we'll go to the next two places we're going to look at, and then we will begin our discussion for tonight. Matthew 8, verse 1 from the Bible in, in basic English. And when he had come down from the mountain, great numbers of people came after him, and a leper came and gave him worship, saying, Lord, if it is your pleasure, you have power to make me clean. And he put his hand on him, saying, it is my pleasure be clean. And straight away he was made clean. And Jesus said to him, see that you say nothing about this to anyone, but go and let the priest see you and make the offering that was ordered by Moses for a witness unto them. Okay, that's our second place of reading. That's Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4. So our third one, we've got two more to do. Um, our third one is in Matthew 8, verse 5. So we're, we're already there. And so this one is at Matthew 8, verse 5. 
okay? And it reads, it's a story of Jesus and the centurion. So I'll read it in the Bible in basic English first. And when Jesus was coming to Capernaum, a certain captain came to him with a request saying, Lord, my servant is ill in bed at the house with no power in his body and in great pain. And he said to him, this is Jesus, I will come and make him well. And the captain in answer said, Lord, I am not good enough for you to come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be made well, because I myself am a man under authority, having under me fighting men. And I say to this one, go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it and when these words came to the ears of Jesus he was surprised and he said to those who came after him truly I say to you I have not seen such great faith no not in Israel and I tell you that numbers will come from the east and the west and will take their seats with Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven but the sons of the kingdom will be put out into the dark and there will be weeping and cries of pain. And Jesus said to the captain, go in peace as your faith is. So let it be done to you. And the servant was made well that hour. So that's Matthew 8 verse 5 to 13. Last one. So please let's read on and we're going to read from 14. And we're going to read from 14 to 15. So the next one is Matthew 8, 14 to 15. Okay. And then we'll have a discussion. The Bible says the following. And when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother in bed, very ill. And he put his hand on hers. And the disease went from her and she got up and took care of his needs. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll read that in the King James Version of the Bible. And then we're good to go. So I am reading from verse, I, I, I won't read through the story of the centurion again. I'll just read verses um, 14 and 15 in the King James, because we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about it. Matthew 8, verse 14. And the Bible says, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. It's effectively the same thing. And so, ladies and gentlemen, those are the first four instances. So we're, I've got a whole list. Now remember, there are 33 miracles listed. This is the first four that relate to healing. Um, let's begin from the first one. Couple of things. So let's go back to Matthew 4. Couple of things that I noticed, and, I, and then hopefully whatever you noticed, if you put it in the chat, it will become part of our conversation. So Matthew 4, 23 to 24. The first thing that I noticed was this. Jesus is about to begin his, the healing element of his ministry, and this is what happens. The Bible says Jesus did two things. He taught in their synagogues, 
and he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom. What you notice, ladies and gentlemen, that the focus when Jesus was beginning his healing ministry, the focus was he taught them the word first. Which present, and, and I, I, I looked at it and I wondered why. And I thought, Lord, why, why? But he taught them the word first. Then he proclaimed the fact that the word that they were hearing is being fulfilled in that the kingdom has come. And then the Bible says he begins to heal all manner of sicknesses and diseases. When you think about it, please remember, throughout the Bible, you find God presenting himself as a healer. So when Jesus teaches them, he opens the word to them and he will show them in the Bible of what, the, what they had at that point in time, the prophets, the, the law, the prophets, in that God is a healer. That's who he is. And this is what I want us to remember. God says of himself, I am your healer. Healing is something that not that God does. Healing is someone that God is. He is a healer. The first reference to healing you find in Genesis chapter 20. The Bible says it's, it's a story of Abraham. We've spoken about it before. But in Genesis chapter 20, I'll just show you where the, it's referenced and then you can pick it up from there. Um, in Genesis chapter 20, the Bible says the following. Genesis 20 verse 17 and verse 18. So Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants and they bear children for the Lord fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now, this is one of the things about studying the Bible. The Bible says when Jesus is about to start teaching, he start healing. He teaches the Bible first. That means there's a foundation before he actually just begins to do miracles. And the foundation is that this is who God is. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice in Genesis 20, verse 17, and please keep this in mind, the first place healing is mentioned in the Bible, it is in response to a prayer. That means whenever you see healing in the Bible, it means God is answering a need. And so let me reassure somebody. This is one of the beautiful things we find out about reading the Bible like this. And this is exactly what Jesus did. He was giving people the reassurance that whether I'm here or not, God is a healer. And that means when you pray for healing, you can expect him to answer because that is who he is. He said it of himself. And this is the beautiful thing. And so Jesus goes ahead and he teaches. So he teaches them. So what, when I say he teaches, he will be pulling out scriptures like this and he will be explaining it to the whole group. And so very similar. So that's what we, I want you to see. And that's where we see Jesus begin his healing ministry in the New Testament. And so those are the wonderful things. So what you can 
you can put the two together and say, Lord, when I come to you for healing, not only is it ratified in the person and life and ministry of Jesus Christ, but it is also who you are. That's why the Lord teaches first. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. It's a beautiful thing. This is the one thing that I noticed that Jesus started by teaching um, and explaining that this is what God is. And so let's go back to Matthew 4. And I'll keep going. I'll just go through those verses. Now, the Bible said, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The beautiful thing is, Jesus said, what you are now hearing is established. And so even before Jesus went to the cross, healing was established. The beautiful thing about healing is Jesus said, this is part of the kingdom of God. This is the part of the benefits of the kingdom of God. It is now fulfilled in your hearing. This is part of the corrective plans of God. So we agree that when you ask for healing, be confident. God is a healer. The journey to healing might be different for all of us, but will he heal is beyond question. That's the part we've got to hold on to. So that's what we see the first part of Jesus presenting. But then this is where, um, this is what I did. This is what I noticed because I had a little bit more time to have a look at it. And the word that I want to point out is this, at the end of verse 24, and um, the Bible says this, the Bible says this in verse 24, Matthew 4, 24. And, and the Bible says, and his fame went throughout Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy. And the Bible says he healed them. That means people with mental, physical, and people that are fighting diseases and illnesses, the Bible says, the last part is, and he healed them. So what I did, this is because I had a little bit more time. What I did was I looked at that phrase and he healed them. Because I wanted to know that, God, what does that mean? What do you mean? Because he healed them. And this is what I found out. When you go to Mark 4.24, and I'll pull that into King James Plus. The word healed there means to wait upon menially, to adore, or to relieve of disease. The root word, it's where we get the word therapy. It's therapia, where we get the word therapy. It means to serve someone so what was jesus doing he was taking god and serving god to people and that's the beautiful thing about healing and so please remember this god is the healer he is the one who heals that's what you see in Jesus Christ. And so when the Bible says, and he healed them, it was, I, he, it's the beautiful thing about it is Jesus becomes a conduit for the power and the person of God. And this is what we see in the first example. And so when Jesus was ministering, when the Bible says, and he healed them, the Bible says it's the word we, where we get the word therapy. 
It means to cure. It means to take something here and serve it to a person that this is what you require. This is what you need. Um, and let me put that in context for you to make it clear. Uh, turning your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, verse 38. Um, it's, I'm only going to go on from the next maybe 10 or 15 minutes so we can take any questions that you have. So any questions that come up, please put them into the chat. We will have time tonight. Um, and so Acts 10, verse 38, to see that in action. It's a very famous verse. The Bible says the following. I'll read it from the Old King James. Actually, I can read it. Yes, the Old King James. I'll, I'll read it from there. And the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So you see all of God involved, the Holy Ghost, the power that the Holy Ghost brings, Jesus Christ as the vehicle, and God the Father, who is the one who puts it all in action, and the Bible says he heals. And this, it goes, it's very expressive in verse Acts 10, verse 38, and it says it heals those who are oppressed of the devil. Let's settle something. God did not send a sickness. The Bible, it's not there. It, it, God didn't make you sick. God did not make you sick. So we realize that when you come to ask for healing, you can be assured that this is something that God wants to fix. And this is something that God did not send. And so you can hold on to the word of God. And so that's what we see it in action. So we see all of the Godhead in action when it comes to healing. That was the first one. That was in Mark 4. There are other, and the beautiful thing there was the, the breadth of healing. The, the Bible lists people with a variety of challenges. And the Bible said Jesus healed them all. And so if there's anybody who's ill, let me say this early, and you are asking God for healing, then may it happen to you now because we are assured that God wants you healed. Let's skip forward because there's a little bit more to talk about. And so come with me, please, to Matthew chapter 8, which was our next stop, and we got four examples. The first one we see, the first one we see is in verses 1 to verse 4. And the Bible says, and the Bible speaking about Jesus healing the, the leper, that Jesus is heal, heals the leper. The Bible says, when he was come down from the mountain and great multitudes followed him, there was a crowd. And the Bible says, and behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. So the leper already literally he said, if you want it, you can make me clean. And this is something that many times when we come into the place of healing, we, we wonder that, God, do you want me to get well? Or are you trying to teach me a lesson? Or is there something, is there something else that you want to do or want to work through the illness? Let's settle it. 
Jesus's response is critical. The man says to Jesus, if you want it to happen, if you will it, you can make me clean. Jesus says in verse three, two things happened. The first thing was this, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Now, this is where my geekish nature comes in. So, so forgive me. It's where my geekish nature comes in. There is something about touching someone. The Bible says it means to attach to and almost where you join yourself to. Lepers were not touched. Jesus said, let me demonstrate to you in two levels that I am willing. The first one is, I'm not afraid of the disease on you. And he reaches out and he touches him, meaning I'm in this with you. And then the Bible says, he says, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. But let's focus on the words that Jesus said. The leper asked him, if you're willing, you can make this happen. Jesus then responds, I am willing. And he said, be clean. The beautiful thing is this, put that against the verse where Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. John chapter 14, reading from verse 9. I will go there. John 14 from verse 9. And the Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And I'm, let me pull that into the Bible in basic English or the modern King James. It's easier. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you such a long time and yet you have not known me, Philip? Because Philip said, show us the father. He who has seen me has seen the father. And how do you say, show us the father? And then the Bible speaks about the works that God does. But I want you to keep this in mind. That means if Jesus makes it happen, you can be assured that that is God's will for yours and my life. So it is a settled matter. God's will for you is to be healed. This is where, now this is why, this is why, now why is it so, why, why am I speaking like this? Because I didn't have to do the work to pull these miracles together, although they're all there. But the beautiful thing, when you use resources like this, it focuses your mind, especially if you're in a crisis. Because in a crisis, it's very hard to do that kind of level-headed study because you're, you're desperate. You need to know where the word is. Don't be afraid to use the resources that are available to you around your Bible, going back to listen to, to podcasts, going back to listen to messages and using the resources on the variety of apps do you see. I mean, for me, I'm using a Bible. This is one of my old Bibles. It's, it's lovely. Um, and at the back of it, all these resources are there. And they're there because somebody took the time out to help you 
study the Bible. So that's why I want to use one of them today to see what it's like. So that's the first thing. Jesus said, I will. And so what we can say there very confidently is when it comes to asking God for healing, you can be assured that it is God's will to heal you. And that's what we see through Jesus Christ. There's a lot more. And then the essence of touching. Um, I remember there was a particular time, I'll, I'll use um, an example that was, that is quite recent, um, or quite, not when I say recent, the last couple of years. Someone, um, actually this happened quite a few times. It's one of the things I, I, I really love. There was one gentleman who came into my office. I'm not sure I may have told this story before. And he had a tumor on his face and it was a pretty angry looking tumor. And his best friend had brought him into my office and you could see that he was, he was constantly shielding it and it was, it was deadly, it was cancer. But there's something about touching because when you touch like that, you send a message that this is, we're in this together. And the beautiful thing about it is also the Bible says when you're ministering healing, laying hands on people is the primary method. And you'll see it with Jesus. So we'll notice all the notice that Jesus heals in different ways. Sometimes he heals to a crowd. To this man, he touches and he speaks. So know for a fact that Jesus heals in different ways. The gentleman sat in my office and he sat in front of me. And I, I remember I literally anointed him with oil. I just, you know, when I say anointed, not drowned him, just put oil on his head and then laid my hands on him. And this is what I want you to always remember about healing. It is God that does the healing. And I laid my hands and I prayed the prayer of faith. That is, I believe in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that through his death and sacrifice and resurrection, that the foundation of sickness is gone. And by the stripes that are on the back of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in his name, I declare you healed. Good question. I'll come to that in a minute. Very, very good question. And I lay this on your hand and it's here. And he heals it. And I prayed for healing. And the gentleman went away. And I watched him. He came to church and every now and again. But for the next two years, he systematically got better. And his words were, that was the turning point. He did not stop taking the medicine. And this is something we'll also see. He didn't stop taking the medicine. But at that point in time, it turned. Healing, and that's the beautiful thing about touching. And I remember one, um, a particular time that my, my, uh, my niece, um, who's married with children now, she was much younger. I came in to see her and she was covered in chicken pox. And nobody wanted to touch her in the house. It was like, oh, don't touch her because you'll catch it. And I said, mm. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I'm going to pray for her. And I picked her up and I, I mean, it sends a message to the person you are praying for that I'm in this with you. And I prayed a very simple prayer 
and to God be the glory, she healed, she got healed. And that's the thing about it is, um, whenever the Lord says, pray, please pray. He is the healer. Remember that. And that's what Jesus demonstrated. God is the one that heals. So if God says, I'll pray, I'll pray. Okay. And so that's the thing about touching. It sends, it sends a great message. Um, I will skip forward. I have got a good question. All right. Very, very good question. I'll come to that in about five minutes so, and I'll take that off. So we'll take those questions. Um, I'll take those questions. So let, let's go forward. So after we go from there in Matthew 8, let's stay in Matthew 8, ladies and gentlemen. And then the Bible says the story of the centurion is told. Famous story. So verse starting from verse 5 all the way down to verse 13. The reason this is great is, again, this presents another element of healing. The Bible says this, and I'll paraphrase because we've read it. The Bible says the centurion comes to Jesus. And by the time he comes to Jesus, Jesus, he says, you know, come and heal my servant. He's sick of the palsy. He can't move. And he's really in pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him, which was great. But the man then makes this statement. He said, you know what? I am a man under authority. Only speak the word and my servant will be healed. And he says, the reason I know so, because when I give somebody an instruction, they do it. So he had synthesized his belief into everyday matters. And ladies and gentlemen, many times, this is the beautiful process. This is the beautiful outcome of the process of spending time with the word of God in meditation or study. The man had, and this Jesus called what he described as faith. He had owned it. It had become a part of him that, no, I know how this works. Speak the word of my servant will be healed. Jesus makes an amazing statement. He says, you understand things that many don't. And then what does Jesus do? Jesus says the following. Verse 13, and Jesus said to the centurion, go, as, as, and as you have believed, so let it be to you. And the boy was healed in that hour. Ladies and gentlemen, let's notice something. The spoken word of God healed as effectively as if Jesus was physically there. Are we together? The spoken word of God, Jesus said, be healed. Listen carefully. When you speak the word of God in faith, it's as if Jesus was speaking it. It is as effective, as effective as if Jesus is there. Now, sometimes when, when, you, when you're going through these things, please do not think that when you're going through these things, sometimes it's like, well, I can't move or like now I can't touch any of you as much as I would like to. On the end of a meeting like this, normally, I would happily spend two hours and lay hands and agree with each person. I can't. But this is the fact. When you speak the word of God like Jesus did, it is as powerful, as powerful 
to heal as Jesus being there. The Bible says in the, and I'm quoting from John 1, reading from verses 1 down to verse 5. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The Bible says, by him were all things made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And so, and the, remember, how does God make things? He speaks. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when Jesus speaks, the Bible says it had the same effect as if Jesus went there, laid hands and prayed for that child. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please hear me well. Speaking the word of God concerning healing when you are ill is one of the most important things you can do. Create an atmosphere around you that says, I believe that I am healed. And so let me say this over your life and I'll give you an example and then we'll take questions. I'll, I'll pause there because I really want to take questions today and I've got a good one. I'll go back to, I, I know how many times this has happened. Um, I'll use, I'll use, let me, I'll use myself. I'm looking for an example. I'll use myself. Many years ago, um, I say many years ago because I'm relatively older than, than most of you watching. I was doing my youth service. I just graduated and I happened to be serving in the northern part of Nigeria and I got sick. I had typhoid um, and I really got it bad. But there was one particular night where I sat down and I lay on in the room where I was, I was sleeping. And I knew on my inside that we've come to a turning point. I had had fevers before and I knew that this one was bad. And so I started quoting Isaiah 53 verses four and five by rote. And I literally, Isaiah 53 verses four to five by rote. And I began to say it end to end. After I said it three or four times, I began to personalize it. Now, remember, for those of you that don't know, when you're feverish, sometimes you're delirious. Sometimes you're extremely tired. Sometimes you're exhausted. So without a doubt, I may have drifted in and out of consciousness, but I just kept saying it, that by your stripes, I am healed. And I was saying that, that you have borne our griefs and you've carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem you stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But you were wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon you and with your stripes, I am healed. Now I said that from 9 p.m. at 2.30, just after 2.30 in the morning. So that's about five and a half hours later, I started sweating. Now I had had fevers in a number of times knowing that when the fever breaks, you start sweating. And I started sweating and that was when the healing began to hit. I had to go to hospital when I got back to Lagos because I had it bad. My liver was swollen. I was, you know, my eyes were bright yellow. I was majorly jaundiced. I was suffering. But the healing began that night. No medicine. I wasn't laying hands on myself. I was only speaking the word of God. And I was desperate. Different sermon. 
because it was like, God, I have nowhere else to go. And I only could remember those two verses of scripture. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are ill, especially when you're believing God for healing, the raw material of healing is the word of God. Say it and keep saying it. Speak it over yourself. There'll be ups and there'll be downs, but speak it over yourself. What does this present to us? And this is why I love the miracles of Jesus, because he actually presents all the details. The word spoken healed as efficiently as Jesus being present. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause now. It's not, we've got about 10 minutes to go. Let me take on the questions. I've got one question. If you have any others, please put them in the chat. Um, there's, don't worry. This is not one of those studies where we'll, you know, we're just going to zoom through. There's a couple more things I'd love to talk about. Um, but you know what? Yeah, let, let's, let's get this done. Um, so let me, let me, there's the question that in the chat and it's this, what if your issue for healing is referred to as the thorn that you live with as was told to Paul? How do you know so you don't get despondent or so? Now, this is key. So let's understand because Paul now presents a case where he says, and the beautiful thing about the Bible, let me find it for you. Um, this is the blessing of being in front of my computer. Thorn. Let's go. And... Yes, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And what I'm going to do so that we don't take this out of context. When you're looking at what Jesus does, you will notice there is no recorded time when Jesus comes in contact with sickness that he says to the person who is sick, this is teaching you something, I'm going to leave you alone. Now, the reason I said that, and there are 30, out of the 33 miracles Jesus did, 23, and I found a couple more, are miracles of healing, indicating that God's will concerning you and sickness is healing. Now, listen to Paul's incidents. Now, this is where, a, this is a circumstance, and there's a unique set of situations to go with it. So let me read them to you, and then we'll come to an answer, so that we realize, unless these circumstances are true of you, God will not lay on you a sickness that he's not going to heal. But let's, come, let's, let's nail it to the, because what I want you to realize is the blanket foundation view of God when it comes to sickness is that he will heal you. Now, I'll read from 12. I'm reading in the old King James. Um, if it gets a bit difficult, I'll switch to another one. The Bible says it is not ex 2 Corinthians 12. Let me put it into the chat. Um, and it's a fantastic question. 
2 Corinthians 12. I'm reading from 1 to 7. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such a one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I should not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear. That means I hold back, lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be or heareth of me. And then verse seven comes. Now listen carefully. And lest I should be exalted above measure, though the abundance through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Then the Bible says the following. Verse eight, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. By the way, no one said it was a sickness. It's not listed. It's that there is something here that torments my life for one reason. It's a challenge and God allowed it because he wanted to make sure that by virtue of the volume of revelation that I have been given, I am not overly exalted or to be, I become proud. Notice what God says in verse eight and nine. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Notice first, no one said the thorn was a sickness. It's assumed to be so because the Bible says, Paul says, I write with my own hand in very large letters. So people assumed that he had bad eyesight. But if you look at the life of Paul, what tracked his ministry was that wherever that man went, trouble followed him. And the Bible says that God said, I'm not going to stop it, but I will give you a sufficient amount of grace to deal with it. That means, ladies and gentlemen, if there is not a sufficient amount of grace for you to handle, endure, or deal with any kind of ailment or physical challenge, even though God wasn't speaking about sickness here, therefore, if the grace is not present, then that means God wants to fix it. Are we together? It's a great question. Why am I being this specific? Because there's nowhere in the Bible that it gives you a reason to doubt when you come to your father asking for healing that he doesn't want to give you. There is no recorded time that Jesus presented to us the Father saying, I won't give it to you. Let's close this out with a more popular scripture. Luke chapter 11 verses 1 to 13 speaks of prayer. Luke 11, 1 to 13 speaks of prayer. 
but it doesn't just speak of the pattern of prayer. It speaks of the character of the person we are praying to. Now, because we have a very short amount of time, I'll paraphrase. The Bible says, if you who are evil give good gifts to your children, will I, who am absolutely good, not give you what you ask for? And he said, if your child asks you for an egg, would you give him a stone? If he asks you for bread, would you give him a serpent? And he said, if he, if he asks you for fish, would you give him a serpent? And if he asks you for bread, will you give him a stone? And the answer was no. Now, what does that mean? God is saying, when you come to me with a need, like an illness, then when you ask, God says, I will give you what you ask because that is who I am. I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you, the covenant keeping God who heals you. I am that. That's the beautiful thing about it. Great question. I hope that settles that for you. So unless you, like Paul, have gone through circumstances similar to that, and you, God has a reason in that he has told you so much that he needs to keep you humble, then he's not holding, he's not causing a sickness to stick to you. I hope that clears it up. So don't go with the exception, go with the rule. The majority of times you see Jesus confront sickness, what does he say? It's healed. All right? Great question. Um, okay. Uh, this is what I think is right to do. Okay. Um, when you've prayed for health and healing, you don't wait to see, um, this person said, I don't wait to see the evidence. By faith, I believe we are all healed. As you said, we keep taking the medicine, but we act as if we are healed. Let's settle something. There comes a point where, and I'm going to go over by two or three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Great question. There comes a point where when you are meditating on the word of God, the Holy Spirit will take the word and make it into a belief that governs your actions. So let's notice, Jesus said to the centurion, he said, go your way, your servant is healed. The centurion had no way of knowing whether or not his servant was healed, but he believed Jesus, turned round and left. So there comes a point when it's like, God, you know what? I am healed. Therefore, I'm going to do what I could not do before. I'll give you an example. Um, when my daughter was younger, my older daughter, sometimes she would cough and cough and cough, and you know what's coming next, and then she'll throw up. And so one particular night, she started coughing, and she came down to my study. I was sitting in my study, and she was coughing. And so I prayed for her, and I said, you know what? Jesus will heal you. I heard the cough, so she went back upstairs, and then I came back downstairs and sat in my study. And two minutes later, the cough started again. So I had a choice. How do I respond? But I said to the Holy Spirit in my seat, I said, Lord, I believe you have healed that girl. 
I have prayed. I've done all you've asked me to do. That cough will not stay. That was my act of faith. Was I listening for the and then I'm going to be up the stairs like, you know, like lightning. But the essence was at that point in, in time, the Holy Spirit laid on my heart that trust me on this one. So, and remember, I'm, a res I'm the responsible parent. This was not a life-threatening challenge. This was a cough. So let's get it all clear. I then said, you know what? This cough, you will not stay. So I stand upon the fact that I have prayed and that it will leave. Cough went on for two minutes, then stopped. Went on for one minute, then stopped. Went on for 10 seconds, and then she slept. Sometimes you have to stand your ground. And we'll deal with that in the coming weeks. And you can stand your ground wisely. Okay? You can stand your ground wisely. And so that's one of the things. But there comes a point where it's like, God, I believe I'm healed. It doesn't matter if it's just moving a finger. But I'm going to do what I couldn't do before. Excuse me. And my words will agree with your words. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. And that's where the Bible says faith without works is dead. But we'll come to that in another week. Don't panic. We'll come to that. Um, and so let me just do this to close. Father Almighty God, we come before you and we just do what Jesus did. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. And we send your word across the airwaves. And I pray, Father, for anybody believing you for healing. Tonight, O oh Lord, I ask you to heal as we have learned. I pray that at the teaching of your word and the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom, may healing rest and abide upon you tonight. May the anointing that comes upon our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, come upon you. No matter what you are facing, may tonight mark a turning point. And I commit you into the hands of the Lord. And I believe in simple faith that you are healed. That God will restore you to an original state. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen.